0: Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we cover music of all kinds, and on this episode, we talk about, just in general, boy bands. Back streets, back, all right. hey, oh my God, we're back again. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with Jared. And this is Tyler. And once again, I kept it short for the intro because I had to make sure that Backstreet was back, and here we are back with the episode about boy bands. Jared, I think you'd probably be the one who would have the most thoughts on boy bands, so I shall allow you to begin. Please tell us about your thoughts on listening to boy bands over the last two weeks. Uh, It was a good time. It it brought back some uh, memories, brought back some nostalgia. Uh, and I had a wonderful time. I, I, we know I, we'll talk about the uh, number one boy band, uh, mm. and we'll talk about the origin maybe a little bit of some stuff going on, some some interesting things. That's my thoughts uh, starting out, indeed, indeed. Tyler, I feel like you'd be the one who would be the least likely to enjoy oh, boy bands. Do you, I don't know, just yeah, he's
1: prefacing my talk on babans, bu- 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 that's what I like to call them. Babans, babans. I listened to the bands this week. It was worse than I thought it was going to be. It was bad. I don't, don't shake your head at me, Jared. It wasn't, I anticipated it being uh, reminiscent and, and uh, nostalgic sure. and preparing for it, but it ended up just not being that way. I ended up just being like, why, 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 what's happening and why? And it made me think of a few things. It made me think of some questioning as to, the uh the origin of the instrumentation sure. in this, some of this music okay. and uh, looking forward to the the rise of the R&B light hip hop music being basically the dominating forces in pop music from that point on so there were some interesting things to think about music wise bummer
0: i think there are definitely there's a lot to dig into so i want to make sure that we kind of get right to it because The thing about covering boy bands, we've never really covered just a whole conglomerate of things. But ultimately, I don't think there's, you know, if we're going to cover Backstreet Boys, we'd have to cover Sync. If we had to cover Sync, we'd have to cover Backstreet Boys. If we cover either of those, someone would say, why didn't you cover New Kids on the Block? If we didn't cover New Kids on the Block, they'd be like, well, why didn't you, you know, like, you could go on and on forever. So it just makes sense to kind of encompass them, and then we'll never have to talk about them ever again. Until beautiful. the next good band, bad band. Until the next good band, bad band. Yeah, that's 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 very true. Um so we started um listening wise really at the nineties, because I think the nineties is really when the terminology of boy band really took off. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that boy bands obviously started as of the nineties, just the formula of what we know as boy bands. I would argue probably really started with new kids on the block because of some of the things that they brought into it. So before we get too far, what do you think are some things that maybe um, brought us to the new kids on the block? Then we can move into them a little bit more. Okay. I'll, I'll start with this, I think. So, uh, I, I was looking at uh, the Wikipedia page for boy bands and I was doing some, uh, some looking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that, this is not I don't think that this is right. But, okay. But the the Beatles are on the on the list of a, sure. of the first boy band. But the uh-huh. thing is when you think of boy band you think of people that don't play instruments. Uh, mm-hmm. They just like dance and such. Another right. uh is uh, like uh Michael Jackson, the Jackson, Jackson 5, five yes. and the Osmonds mm-hmm. even though uh, there was later a girl, uh, uh, Marie Osmond. Can't be a boy band if you got a girl in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a uh, Menudo, which they started in 1977, and mm-hmm. so like that would be uh, way you know different than the 90s, right? Uh, and then a band my mother likes, Bay City Rollers. They are considered uh in the conversation of boy band. And then another group, the Monkees. Yes, they are. They fit better than the Beatles because they didn't play their own instruments, even right. though they knew how. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to disparage the monkeys because I like them very much, of course. But they were just a band that sang and faked their instrument playing, so that would make them more of a boy band than the Beatles. So I, I think that where I would, because I do go back and forth with the Beatles being considered a boy band, I think that if I were to answer it honestly, I would say they were a boy band, because I would say those first few albums where they were kind of like the big teen sensation, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is when I would say that they could have easily fallen into a boy band realm. But I think they obviously they would have transcended that. So yeah. it's hard for me to consider them that because then, yeah. you know, it. it I don't know. Nothing else really kind of suits the same. I mean, that, way that would make them the that. best boy band, and they're not like they're just, you know what I mean? Like they're you... just a really important group that just happened to at one point do music that maybe could fall in the realm of a boy band. Yeah. So, Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, You're what do you think, of... Tyler?
1: Yeah, I suppose I was going to ask you all if you thought the Beatles were a boy band or not anyway. So, I don't think right so,
0: but I can see like they sow the seed of boy band. Sure. Like, sure. You know sure. what I mean?
1: I think, like, I don't know, when you really think about the fact that it's just, like, for people who, uh, like, basically all they do is sing. I mean, it's pretty heavily based off of vocal harmonies kind Mm -hmm. of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, the band does that. They sing pop songs. I mean, it it exists really only in the pop world. Mm -hmm. Early Beatles is kind of boy band.
0: Kind of. Yes. You know,
1: there's lots of vocal harmonizing and stuff like that. And they kind of like sing that sure. way. Although and, it's mostly and I think like that the expectation. John and Paul. T-
0: yes, that's true. I think the expectation is that everybody kind of sings. And that's what also kind of makes right. it a boy band is that they all are the s- central point together rather than it being this one person is the direct obvious lead of the charge.
1: It's also kind of a thing where I don't know where the music is coming from. It's not even just that they don't play their own instruments. It's like I don't even know where it's coming from. Like think about a boy band performance. Mm-hmm. Do you see instrumentalists?
0: No. 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 And where the, where is the music Yeah, it's coming like there's from? a there's not a band behind them all they're dancing. It's just like kind of playing in the background.
1: It's just like pre-recorded like here it is and then you just sing to it. It's just like karaoke for you, the music that for some reason, you perform. It's your song,
0: and even like to to then kind of jump ahead. Like New Kids on the Block had the accusation of you know lip singing their music, and so mm-hmm. you know even that portion of things at that point in time that meant that nothing was actually happening other than people on stage just happened to be dancing while it was happening,
1: mm-hmm. basically.
0: So, and it's kind of funny. I was looking because we also listen to Boys to Men. They would intentionally do like acapella harmonies so that people knew like, no, we're doing this like right now. You can hear us doing it. There's nothing else playing other than what we're doing right now. Cause they didn't want that image at that time in the same way that new kids on the block did, because really the lip singing is one of the big reasons why they just fell off the map is because that controversy really impacted their careers in a big way. Millie vanillied themselves. They sure did. There you go.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, Boys to men, so Backstreet Boys, I'll just say, well, I'll say this real quick. Backstreet Boys use their influence of Boys to Men as a way to to try to convince people that they're not a a boy band. They claim that they're not a boy band.
0: They what do they? say say like a vocal harmony group or something like that, right? Yes, they're vocal
1: harmony, and they're very adamant. They're adamant about it. Actually, they're so adamant about it that when you go to their Wikipedia page, it doesn't call them a boy band. It calls them an American vocal group.
0: Uh, oh yeah, they so fought, They, they the, lobbied for that one on the Wikipedia page. That's right. There's
1: some Wikipedia Backstreet BB fans out the, there. Nick
0: Carter uh, s- like sneaks into the Wikipedia every couple of weeks, and he's just like, "Did anybody list me as a boy band this week?" No. Okay, I'm safe. I do think I agree with you because Backstreet Boys really were way more reminiscent of Boys to Men than they were New Kids on the Block, and I think In right. Sync being obviously the other kind of massive uh, at that time uh boy band group is a little bit more reminiscent of new kids on the block than boys to men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think the Backstreet Boys really took on more of that kind of like R and B soul kind of sound. They mm-hmm. obviously had Although- songs that would kind of go beyond that and, you know, maybe there's some rock, maybe there's some, you know, obviously pop hooks and everything. But that was more of an in sync thing, I think, to kind of put more of that hip hop, pop kind of spin on stuff. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean it's all pretty heavily R and B based anyway. It is, yes. I mean like diet. It's like diet hip hop. It's like all of the noises of hip hop, but like none of the none of the like actual feeling, or like nothing. Not they don't have anything to say. It's not like they're saying
0: anything, right? I will say because I think this is this is worthwhile to me to say because New Kids on the Block obviously had hip hop influences. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we listen to Step by Step out of the albums, and Step by Step is straight up garbage i hated that yes. album. Oh my i gosh. hated it's that so album bad. so much there are like it's terrible there's a couple songs on here that to me are just grossly offensive and i want to run through a couple of oh them very God. briefly so i made jared listen to games yes and games jared please say your description of what you heard because oh i God. thought it was quite funny the way you described it you said it's a mixture of i think three things uh yeah let me go back and i don't know Where... Where... I'm sorry. I knew I can remember two of them, but one of them I cannot remember ah, for sure. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. So, uh, yeah, he, he told me to listen to this song, uh, and I did. And I said it's a mix of Sledgehammer by Peter Gra- Gabriel, the Donkey Kong theme, and the Wizard of Oz. That's what that is. The I'm Donkey horrible. Kong rap, I should say. I'm going to play a little bit of games you just so you, it, so, so you can see some know. of that. <laughs> I'm going to zoom forward just a little bit in the song to the part where it gets the uh, Wizard of Ozzy bit coming in. (laughs) Wizard of Ozzy? (laughs) I would would listen to the hell out of that.
1: We're taking it out. We have to stop giving away such good ideas. (laughs)
0: No. It was easily the strangest sample I've heard, not just in this week of boy bands, but perhaps one of the strangest samples I've ever heard. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Uh, I like
1: how You've chosen to highlight games instead of highlighting highlighting the phenomenal New Kids on the block, hit classic, number one Top reggae song ever in the <laughs>
0: room. There it is. That was what I was coming to next.
1: Stay, stay with me, baby. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's let's listen to some of Stay With Me Baby before we get into that one too far. <laughs>
1: Probably like the best song on the album and the most offensive song on the album at the same time. I can't yeah.
0: believe they said we be jamming. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe Blood it. On earth. Who,
1: so my question is who, who did they pay and how much to do this song for them? Cause they're only in, here's what I don't understand from what I could tell when I listen to this song, they only sing stay with me, baby. And that's it. Right. Someone else is singing the
0: verses no Some i think no it's, them. No, it's, it's him them. he's doing he's putting no on way. the accent that is yes. donnie Wahlberg it being is donnie reggae man that is donnie Wahlberg. so what i saw was because oh I, I wanted gosh. to know more about it so i guess um like there's a uh, an influence of like reggae in their area er- because they're from boston Massacre, mm-hmm. Massacre. as we know from primarily his brother mark yes marky mark and the funky bunch uh, Who and, was
1: an early member, by the way?
0: Which is true, yes. Which is he also, was in it, yes, briefly he, for a couple months. Uh, Jordan and uh, the other night they were brothers, and Donnie could have had uh, Mark. I know. as a part of it. Well, Donnie cool. was
1: the first member to be recruited, and then he brought Mark in briefly, and then didn't last. Anyway, continue, Caleb.
0: So that I mean, that's really it. Is I guess there's a reggae influence in the Boston area, which is why he has <laughs> uh, the ability to put on at least some semblance of an accent that it would trick you into thinking that somebody else was doing it. But no, that is a, that's him putting it on. It was, that song was written by a black man. Was it? Uh, Maurice star known as the general, who's a songwriter and record producer who uh, uh, made music with new edition and new kids. Makes so. sense. Makes sense. So it, it, even though they were culturally appropriating, it was given the okay by a black guy. So. Oh, thank goodness! <laughs> Hopefully, they also got permission from the black guy to use the N word, and it'll be all fine. Oh my! Um, God. While we're oh talking about while we're talking about New Kids on the Block, I will say they uh, make good burgers. Yes, of course. That's what I was gonna say. You caught me. Um, we had one comment on Patreon, and it was from Jamie. Jamie said, first of all, new boy bands are trash." Huh. Uh, it's my age, but loved New Kids on the Block, New Edition, and Backstreet Boys the most. In Sync was great. Um, loved JT. Yep. And then they said that they thought this was gonna be a fun episode. So it will you. be. It will hopefully. be. fun. Hopefully, hopefully it's fun. Uh, still we, gonna be fun, even once though we're we trash talking. Tyler's you just said. microphone. It'll be fun. Yeah. Let me let me go
1: ahead and get out there and say though that New Kids on the Block, they're just not good. They're just not good.
0: I've never. I never I liked it. I mean, but it was because I didn't uh, I don't have the nostalgia for it. Right. Because I didn't True. grow up with it. Right. Uh once we get I'll, I'll I'll go into the nostalgia once we get to the Backstreet Boys. Well, let's let's so. go into that now. We, we I will say that we uh we're gonna be covering New Kids on the Block for Good Band, Bad Band, so we shouldn't spend uh, yeah, yeah. too we don't much, spend much, time much time on them. Well
1: can I just say this though? There's one yes. thing I've gotta say before we move from it. Yes, please because we listened to this album. It came out in nineteen ninety. Yep. Step by step came out. It didn't. The sound that New Kids on the Block have here and it's it is the sound that is replicated even in the mid to late 90s through backstreet boys through early nsync until like the two until 2000 hits you know or millennium in 99 you know which is close enough uh they this sound permeates the boy band pop thing and i don't what i don't understand and don't like about it is this album that came out in 1990 it just sounds like 80s garbage regurgitated like yeah, I, I, mean, I don't yeah. get even that much '90s feel off this album at all.
0: No, and I mean it's because it really it's at the tail end, so it's hard to kind of say, "Oh yeah, this '99 like this 1990 album sounds like a '90s album." You know, like yeah, but it, I mean, it's the fading think, of you know the the but era. Think about
1: think about all of the bands in that came out with late '80s albums that we know of. Oh, okay, sure. that are like moving into the '90s. They're all, by the late '80s, everyone's pushing into it. Pixies are already doing it. Fugazi is getting stuff out there. Like, I'm just saying, don't be shaking your head. Think about bands who are releasing (laughs) albums here, minus hair metal bands, because that that shit just could not be stopped, apparently. I cannot believe the hair metal albums came out in, like, 92, Uh, and that sound was still being played. It's horrible. Yeah, it's weird. But, you know, everyone else is already, like, pushing out of the 80s, and this is, like, so, like, worst of the 80s, put into pop music, just made into a thing. And And it's, like, I hear it in... In *Sync* and Backstreet Boys still I, in their early albums. Sure. I hear, like, 80s regurgitated not good yeah. pop sounds that are, like, based off of this. I, so I would say disappointing.
0: Nine Inch Nails and Depeche Mode are two who were making music, like, right into the tail end of the 80s into the beginning of the 90s who were definitely people who started to move in that direction as well. Obviously, Nine Inch Nails is one that makes a lot of sense. They still had, you know, some of the 80s influence in their you know, early work, but then by the time they got to Downward Spiral, it was all... 100% 90s you know so like there were definitely people who are going in that kind of direction uh to jump forward a little bit um boys to men i think is also worthwhile talking about because i don't yeah. think that boys to men are put in the conversation of boy bands really quite enough and I, I think it's because that they don't have the same level of like the pop sensibility they're still marketable for sure and they still sold an exuberant amount of albums and were very very important But I think that they don't fit the mold as much when it comes to like the Backstreet Boys or the NSYNC or even the modern pop, you know, boy bands that we'll get into later. uh, Because really they focus more on the vocal harmony, the R&B, the soul elements that certainly come out in a Backstreet Boys and an NSYNC and everything else. But they are pretty much tight into that and don't really leave it too much. And they do bring in some of the hip hop as well. But go ahead.
1: I agree. And I think they're just heavily like, it's just like an R&B band. It's almost not even like a boy band. Yeah. It's just an R&B group. I mean, it sounds like R&B. It sounds like R&B had been doing that whole time. So right. Like boys to Men, even though I told you to put them in here, I would agree that they don't they don't fit in with everyone else. And it's really kind of like here's a here's another quick thing, actually, that I think is like useful. And it and I, I learned about it myself when Looking up a little bit about new kids on the block, because mm-hmm. new kids on the block were created to basically be um, a white version of new edition, right? Which so it's like every boy band is just a white version of some like decent R and B vocal group.
0: Well, that's what Backstreet Boys were. They were just supposed, right. they were marketed in in a way that they were kind of intentionally supposed to be the white boys to men.
1: Which is what they wanted anyway, because that was like who their that was like their preference, you know.
0: Yeah, that was their influence, and there's nothing wrong right. for, with that being their influence, and them being kind of interested in you know doing something in that realm. Uh, but I, I do I think th- that the I don't record label that they were. Uh, I don't think the Backstreet Boys were supposed to be a white voice to men. They were. Uh, I, I did. I did see some stuff on that. Well, so. that, that's well and good, but the guy that uh, created the Backstreet Boys. Who I w- want to talk about because that's yes, wild. Yes. It's a wild thing. It is. Uh, he saw the success of New Kids on the Block and tried to replicate that. So I don't think he was specifically thinking of Boys to Men. I'm sure he was looking at the uh, chart success that Boys to Men had uh, as opposed to New Kids, which I mean, New Kids had a lot of chart success, but Boys to Men had uh, The End of the Road, which was a really, really, really big hit. And one sweet day with Mariah Carey, which was a huge hit too, um, and I'm sure that that was what he wanted to replicate as well—is the success. But the origin was more of a, "Hey, I saw, I see how much money that uh, new kids are making, so I want to replicate that and make another white guy boy band." Here's here's what I here's what I read. So they answered an ad, and the ad was for a singing group. With new kids on the block look with a boys to men sound. And they aim to have a white version of boys to men. So it was intentional. in it's the said ad? In the ad? Re- yes. In the ad that they responded white. to. Uh, I mean, that's, like I said, that, I, I think that, uh, that, that that's.
1: that's he said, only white boys, please. I don't know. Like I said, I'm just re- re- reading
0: what I saw. Reading what I saw. Backstreet Boys were the ones who um, intentionally sang um, Harmony's a cappella. It was not Boys to Men. I don't think that anybody was too worried about Boys to Men, but I could see how maybe Backstreet Boys would have to fight a little bit more of that backlash, um, that maybe they would be doing the same thing. Because it really, for them, they were doing some of those same things where it was very, like, you know, physical and dance related and all that kind of stuff. And I think that that can somehow, can sometimes. Uh, imply that maybe they're not singing because there's so much movement that it's hard to uh, vocalize effectively when you're like dancing and moving around the way they do. Listen.
1: Yeah, well, Britney did it.
0: A J. McLean from the Backstreet Boys is half Cuban. Is he? hat Cuban and Puerto Rican. His mother, his mother Denise. Huh didn't so know that. he's not white. I'm well, just, all from Florida, I'm just so. telling you what it said. Well, I wasn't there. I didn't write the ad. And if I did, <laughs> it was in '93 though, so I literally would have been a baby. <laughs> like Give this baby a marker. They they, they, they uh, hand an infant new form, newborn baby a, a small crayon, and they said, "Tell us what we want." And I wrote down "New baby on the block, white boys to men." And they said, "What a hit maker he is." He Same this, from the from the mind of Wizard of Ozzy comes to you. Oh yes. So uh Tyler, what, also, is, what is your uh like history, I guess, with voice to men? Like when did you first start uh liking them? Was it later or earlier? or what's your first like memory of voice to men?
1: Of voice to men voice to men, I probably didn't I don't I never owned anything. I would only hear it like because um, it would be referenced in like um uh, like Disney Channel and and Nickelodeon shows with African American based with black based characters would reference boys to men you know, because that's who Disney thinks that black people would like to listen to. You know what I mean? So that's where I would hear hear some of it is like in in references like that. And I thought it was fine. I didn't have any issue with it. But that was when like the boy bands, and this is where you all would would fit in as well. The boy bands that I would have first heard. And like been like, ooh, would have been Backstreet Boys and In Sync. It would have been yeah. Backstreet Boys more so than In Sync.
0: But sure. I had For heard sure.
1: Boys to Men prior to that, but okay. I wasn't that like into it. I don't think honestly though, because what Boys to Men remind me of is like it's like new Motown. Well, I mean, it's kinda.
0: it's kind of intentional. They have a well, song on, on their album called Yeah, that's true, and they have a song called Motown Philly. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. and I was actually gonna play that one because I think that's one of their bigger songs, and it's worthwhile to hear some of their. Um, some of their sound that does you know sound different from the other things that maybe we'd be talking about here
1: Well first there's just way more hip hop in that. Yes. You know. And so it I it just doesn't make it just doesn't really fit in I suppose. And liking my thing is that like liking boys to men or hearing boys to men and enjoying it to me is more closely linked to my enjoyment of like Motown when I this when I
0: sure. found
1: and started to enjoy Motown than it would be when I found and started to enjoy the like the pop boy bands of the late 90s
0: sure and i will say though too is that and, and i will i'm not going to get too deep into it but uh because there is hip-hop influence on step by step and new kids on the block definitely had hip-hop influence sure. um there are some hip-hop it's very very subtle but there are some hip-hop influences on like backstreet boys and nsync music for sure um instinct probably more so um but i think that what i would say is and again like i said not gonna linger because i know jared will get mad at me is that it is worthwhile to just kind of say that a lot of boy bands in general are influenced by and, you know, to a degree taking music from black culture. And so that's why I think that boys to men to me, I enjoyed perhaps the most um, musically is because of the fact that I guess there's a little bit more of a sense of being genuine about what's being performed, you know? So like, I think that you get the sense of them, like when they do the hip hop, there's a lot more of the, I guess, um, it's not just like kind of a weird tinge of hip hop, like new kids on the block. It's more like they really actually kind of buy into it. And you you get the sense that like, I don't know, it feels, I guess, more legitimate the way that they're performing it than perhaps new kids on the block are not just because of the fact that they are black, but just in the, in the general sense of how it's performed
1: yeah you know which reminds me you know what i thought in my head over and over as i listened to some of this what's that i thought these are all just really bad biggie songs with someone else singing interesting you know what i'm saying that's a type of hip-hop they tried to do like a what they thought people might like hip-hop but it just like never worked you know they use the 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 boing all those sweet things that you get in some sweet 90s <laughs> hip-hop.
0: Do you love the boys? It's
1: just like, what is the stupid stuff? Now, Jared, I'm not trying to be hating. I'm just saying maybe they just didn't quite hit home on it.
0: Maybe. We should, okay, so we should definitely transition, though, uh, because I think they're obviously the two that make the most sense and the most probably important pop uh, boy band acts of the era that we're kind of talking about are Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Um, yes. And so it definitely is worth talking about. So, Jared, I'm going to allow you to start with what I know you want to talk about, because I do think that um, it is important to know where Instinct and Backstreet Boys come from, because they both kind of come from the same place. You're talking about Lou Pearlman? I am. All right. So here's the deal. This guy, Lou Pearlman, he discovered all these boy bands, you see. And this uh, see who I was talking about before, where he – so he owned this, uh, in, like, the aviation company. Where he sold blimps and I what, did not see that. What he did was he was selling these blimps. I, I I wanna tell this story real quick. Please. So he was selling these blimps and what he did was he, he created a company and he said, I will sell you this blimp. And then uh they bought the blimp and then he made it. You see, but he was saying oh. that he had the blimp already. Yeah. Like and so then <laughs> the blimp crashed and and then there was like hey uh the blimp that we bought from you you crashed it and you took the money that we gave you to make the blimp and you or to to advertise but you just used it to make it like right. it was he basically his whole career was scheming things. Yes. Yeah. And so he uh, ended up winning the court case somehow with the blimp thing. How? I don't know. What on so earth? So he took the money from the blimp thing, and then started with this boy band thing. Yeah. And so he he discovered a natural progression. From he blimp discovered to music, uh, the Backstreet Boys because he's very good at making things blow up. I e. And then he uh, he then took the success of the Backstreet Boys, and made In Sync which later uh, he also did the show Making the Band for Mm -hmm. ABC, Mm -hmm. uh, which found O-Town, and then he found other groups as well. He found a uh, female group that uh, was like basically ripping off Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. So what he did was he signed all these young guys uh, to make boy bands. And and girls. And and then he uh, swindled them out of a lot of money. A lot. And uh, so one of the contracts with the Backstreet Boys he basically was getting paid like he was a sixth member. Like, if you look at the money uh, disbursement, he was getting paid uh, as a sixth Backstreet Boy and then also getting the cut as a manager, too. So he's double paying himself. Right. And uh, what also happened was he's like, okay, guys, look at this contract over with my lawyer and uh so then they're like oh yeah the lawyer says it's good it's like yeah it's his lawyer <laughs> right 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 and so they were basically screwed out of money they only made they made millions of uh, they sold millions of records made millions of dollars and only came out like with like thousands in the end yeah it was a, it was a much much lower amount than what they should have been getting for and, sure and the same thing happened in sync yes yes he did and, this he played he pulled the same Crap with both NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, which yes. is crazy. And uh, he also, I believe, discovered the group LFO. He, oh, yeah, yes. I think he did, yes. They are mm-hmm. not... They're not considered a boy band, I don't think. I don't know really why they're not considered a boy band. They, I don't know. But people like them. I like, uh, I like a couple of their songs. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so this guy, Lou Pearlman, he ended up finally getting caught with his... He basically... Was a part of the biggest Ponzi scheme in the United States like history, uh, up to you know Bernie Madoff stuff. But right. this might—I don't know. It depends. I'm sure Bernie, Bernie Madoff was more money, uh, but this guy still a lot, still a lot. Yeah, and uh, he ended up going to prison uh, for 25 years. But then he died in prison of a, he had a stroke. Ah, uh, so yes very bad i watched this documentary uh well it's like a 2020 episode about it uh-huh. so i knew a little bit and then i did some more research uh for this episode but yeah it's pretty wild it's a fascinating bit to kind of because like you don't really think about how somebody like that would have such a big impact on all of this because yeah. again like i had honestly forgot that he had founded both Backstreet Boys and Insane. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It is because, again, like, I think you would really think that they were in competition yeah. in your mind. Yeah, Is that you would be saying these two groups kind of making music, which also it's...
1: That's they, the point, though.
0: No, I know. But the funny thing is, too, is that you almost can't even say that they were um, simultaneous in the same way because, um, you know, Backstreet Boys, they're... They were um, kind of simultaneous, like, because... Kind of. Well, uh, well, their
1: two biggest albums came out at the same, you know, 99 and 2000, but like in the same period of each other. You right,
0: know? right. Backstreet Boys, obviously. I mean, because they were making music at the same time, but Backstreet Boys became popular a little sooner. Mm-hmm. Well, that's
1: uh, kind of, I mean, one could say that without the popularity of Backstreet Boys, NSYNC would not have happened. Well, yeah, that's most 100%. Certainly. Yeah, no. most certainly. And the other he thing wouldn't that's have fair- found in SYNC if it were not for. His initial success.
0: Absolutely. The other thing that's also wild to me too is that they didn't start out being popular in the United States, which is where they're, you know, initially come from. They were international stars before they were even stars in the US. And synced, right? Not both. both? Backstreet Boys, um, their first album and second album were released outside of the US. Only only in other countries. And so their first US album, Backstreet Boys their self-titled, is actually their second self-titled album and second debut, mm. and that actually just had songs from both of their two international albums. Mm. So they blew up from their debut album in the U.S., but they were already international stars That's from the other two smart. albums. That's pretty smart. Yeah, it's crazy to mm-hmm. me. And then NSYNC also were um, popular in Germany before being really popular in the United States, and a lot of their fame actually came out after all of the Perlman stuff mm. and so you know they really they were trying to get out of that contract because they knew they were not making the amount of money that they should have is mm-hmm. at least how I perceived it and so they wanted to get into a better position and so that's when really they started to become really popular because they had albums before their big breakout album No Strings Attached mm-hmm. but No Strings Attached is when they became very popular which was 99 and uh oh no 2000 i'm sorry that one was 2000 because millennium was, was 99 yes so so that's what i meant is that like um backstreet boys when they did black and blue mm-hmm. which is when they were already kind of on the the downward trend to a degree obviously still very popular but downward trending to some degree and also their last album in what four or five years
1: which which album are you talking about
0: after black and blue they had another album uh, what, 2004 or five. yeah they didn't have one until uh never gone was that there. 2004 or five never gone 04, 05. 04, 05. 05, 05 yeah 05. okay yeah, yeah so i mean by that point you know the the whole boom of the you know the boy band scene was already pretty much gone yeah. at that point i read this thing uh that That's basically he said uh that like when the boy band thing died uh in the early 2000s like once you got to like 2005 they're basically saying that uh like my chemical romance was just a boy band. I saw that. And and like different makeup. I was like, I don't think so, but I kind of understand a little bit what, what they were saying. Just because you're a a group who are all boys. Doesn't mean you're a boy band. There's a very, Mm -hmm. I really cannot in any world argue that. No. that that my chemical romance or Fall Out boy or anything with that realm yes there were pop influences but like they were all playing instruments they were not all they singing didn't have the choreographed dances they, they have, wrote exactly, their songs all of those things yeah totally Interpol totally different did you say Interpol is a boy band yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> we could do this all day might as well bring up friends while we're at it there you want as well, well take Misty. a drink
1: probably what the best uk boy band ever in existence
0: what's well, funny i think this is the first time you've mentioned friends in any capacity and jared did it for you since we covered their album as a bonus episode which is fun. i but... think
1: so i don't think i've talked about them all year
0: oh, crazy here we are though anyways uh but yeah so... thanks jared thank you <laughs> but black and blue like i said kind of the downward trend to a degree and then again they didn't come back for five years and that's when in sync started to become popular with no strings attached and then celebrity and it's funny too is that like by the time Celebrity had kind of uh wrote its course, what was the next sync album? Yeah, it never came. Exactly. Right. So it's like right. by the time that the two biggest groups were kind of hitting their stride, which was really just that five-year window from 96 to 2001, it's not mm-hmm. as though that music completely went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, But that was really, again, when things kind of faded out for really a decade. Yeah. So uh, I, I've been thinking about this quite a bit this week, and I'll present the question to you. I'll present a couple questions to you guys. So between – let's – Backstreet Boys are the biggest and best boy band. I'll say that as a question, but it's also my statement. I would agree with you. Tyler, do I would you agree, agree with Okay. So Backstreet Boys are bigger than NSYNC then, obviously. Yes. Because they have more albums. They've been around way longer. NSYNC only had two. Now, the question, another question. NZing had other albums, but the two big albums. Yeah, that's There what were I'm albums saying. before, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but yes, the yes, two yes. big ones is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Whereas Backstreet you Boys. You can't really, really had... count a Christmas album. No. Uh, and then the other one, I don't even know anything about. Right. Really, that other album. Really, Backstreet Boys had three until yeah. obviously, what, like, you know, outside of the boom, they still sold very well. But again, all music was selling poorly by 2005. See, that's the other thing. So, now. you yeah. you know, if they sold really well, that's in comparison to what other people were selling, which was not as well yeah. as mm-hmm. you were in the 2000s. Yeah, the Backstreet they- Boys are the biggest selling uh, boy band. If you look at Wikipedia, uh, it has it listed, and they have, like, 100 million records sold or something like that. But it's like, mm-hmm. they were the biggest at the time to be the biggest. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so uh, when we talk about this generation of boy bands of – one Direction, BTS, all these things—they have no Jonas ch- Brothers. Jonas Brothers—they have no chance of ever selling as many records as the other because no. it doesn't sell that way anymore. No, so Baxter Boys not. will never, ever, ever lose that place in sales. Absolutely not. No, and you well, could.
1: The other thing, like, you 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 can go on. I'll go after you. No, no, you're good. The other thing about it, too, is like, so I, there's a difference between the sound on the Backstreet Boys debut album in 96 and Millennium.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Like Millennium, cha- Backstreet Boys, 96, still reminds me of the 80s stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Millennium is totally different. It gets pop sounds that we hear throughout the 2000s. And it came in 99, and it's like it blew open the door as well. So it was it released did. first and it became popular first before No Strings Attached, which is a similar sound.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
1: was released so yeah. you know like in terms of who, who's gonna win in a big in the big way you know what i'm saying yeah the millennium already had done it by the time no strings attached came out so
0: right. i will also say as a sidebar millennium is easily the most top heavy album i can ever like i can think of yeah in, it's in, big in at it? all it is it's the most mo- top heavy oh yeah yeah like the first three songs are massive hits and everything else is just kind of like yeah it's there like, There's mm-hmm. one other song on the album that was a single, but it was nowhere near the the height, the one, uh, nowhere mm-hmm. near the height of the first three songs I like on the, the album. album. That's a good song, it's okay. Uh, so okay, it kind well, of loses. I'm looking at the uh, uh, the comparison between the albums, like we're talking about. So the sure. N self titled, then the Backstreet Boy, self titled. So I know Tearing Up My Heart, that's a pretty decent song. I I, I said I didn't care about the debut N Sync, but that. I'm looking at yes. you know singles we know that, that one for sure we know that one uh, I want you back uh, kind of know that one a little bit whatever anyways so they are very like you said they do have a very similar like uh kind of mediocre debut ish and then two really big albums and then I think the difference like you said was Backstreet Boys kept going where NSYNC stopped right and so whatever yeah. anything that the Backstreet Boys did after if you like say it's even like, so debut albums, they're even and then pop and no strings attached. If you even say they're even with black and blue and millennium, which they're not Uh black and blue and millennium are bigger. Sure. Then if you even put them at even level, Anything the Backstreet Boys did after with uh Never Gone. 20, and t- 2005, rest. I think they had a 2012 yeah, album, or something like that. Yeah, they so, did, then they're already they, going to be. Well, they went ahead. back
1: and forth. Yeah. You know, four, they broke up to four members and then can't, now they've reunited to more members, mm-hmm. whatever.
0: Yeah. So the other question I had, uh, uh, real quick though, on that note, before you get to your yeah, question, yeah. it's also crazy to me to think that really pretty much all of the boy bands that you can think of pretty much just same same members always almost pretty very 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 rarely do boy bands continue on without a member who is a part of it they kind of have that like chemistry together that image is so important to it. Cause you know, we haven't even talked a whole lot about how important the image is to mm-hmm. boy bands of like, each one has their own personality. Yeah. He's the shy one. He's, He's the, the bad, bad boy. He's exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, it. speaking and, of that,
1: when are we going to talk about Zane? Can we talk about him? Or <gasps>
0: We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Um, but, like, you know, if you had one of those personalities, one of those members who left, it's almost like, is this even still the Backstreet Boys? Mm-hmm. Is right. this even still in sync? And so, if one member really didn't want to do it anymore, it's like, well, There you go. Like, that's also what kind of made it difficult for them to have success outside of sure, uh, the the band outside of really one, which will obviously well, that's
1: because I mean, let's be honest with ourselves though. NSYNC was just a vehicle for Justin Timberlake. I mean, really get down to it. Absolutely. Who is the most prominent figure in terms of the when you see pictures of NSYNC, when you see the promotion, he is at the center of all promotion, right? And he's at the center of almost every song as well
0: yeah much. first first person shown on uh no strings attack like in the middle, he's in the middle yeah celebrity always. he's in the middle, you know, like he's pretty much, yeah, definitely kind of the center figure, which is also strange because that was something that wasn't a boy band thing. It wasn't supposed to be this is the guy who's at right. front and center. It was supposed to be everybody is an important member, and that's also interesting too, is that in sync for sure, even outside of uh Justin has more prominent members than any of the Backstreet Boys. Uh, you're talking about Justin or the people outside of it? Uh, so uh, all of the members of NSYNC are more popular than all of the members of Backstreet Boys. Backstreet mm. Boys are well known as a group. NSYNC is better known in terms of the individual uh. um, artist if I don't, know, I don't I mention three. the fact that Joey Fatone uh-huh. is a star, yes, yeah, he's a star, and we don't put him on the level and, we should. And, okay, so that Lance Bass almost went to space. That's true. I do want to talk about, the, like, do a little uh, history lesson of the members of NSYNC. Yes. Uh, so we have Joey. It's be a long episode. Joey, Fat- <laughs> J- Joey Fatone is the voice uh, that, like, a Family Feud. To have now Steve Harvey. Yeah. And then he also works now with the Practical Jokers. He also, uh, Joey Fatone also did a voice on Fairly Odd Parents as um, Chip Skylark. I thought that was Chris yeah. Kirkpatrick. Was it? Are you sure? I thought it was Joey. You keep talking on Look. Keep going. You're doing your history. Well, that, that was what I was going to... Oh, look. okay. Well, I'm sorry. And then, okay. Well, I'll get to Lance Lance uh, Bass, who was in a film called On the Line, which was really bad. Uh, I believe Joey <laughs> Fatone was in that too. Uh, and then went to space and then, uh, li- well, he didn't go to space. He, he worked with NASA and then he, uh, also came out as a homosexual. Yeah. And that was a big thing. Uh, back in yeah. 2006, it was like a big, who is the voice of Chip It's Kirkpatrick. Chris Kirkpatrick. Yeah, hey, right. I was right. You got it right. I mixed it up. Yeah. Chris Kilpatrick. So, another member of NSA Pretty much all of them. The only one who really Chip didn't. Is Skylark from Fairly Odd Parents? My shiny teeth and me. The Gangly Guy, or, no, who's it? That's every, no. Gangry, gangly Guy. That's everybody in NSYNC, right? I just named them all. Uh, the only one I can, I don't think you mentioned. Did J. you C. say J.C. Chavez? That's what I going to say. Sh- J.C. Chavez. That's his name, not Chavez. Is it Chavez? Yeah, Chavez. Chavez? Okay. Cool. Uh, he hasn't really done, he had a song called uh, Some Girls Dance With Women. Okay. And, uh. I wonder what he's talking about. It was pretty bad. It was. A pretty bad song, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thing, too, Insync, uh, very, very briefly also had one member who uh did not quite make it because they had another member. What was his name? Um, oh my gosh, it was um, are you looking? Are you can't I'm move? trying to find oh, Jason Galaz uh, Galasso, okay, something like that. And okay. he was like, I don't really want to be in a boy band. Oh, Jason, poor guy, he made a big more error, a big mistake, but they uh, their name. In sync is actually, I don't, it's a really, really weird thing that no one would ever, like, think. Okay. But it is a, a play on the last letter of the member's first name. So, Justin, N, Chris, S, Joey, Y, Jason, the original first member, N, and J, C, C. So then, stupid. Lance Bass, when he joined, they gave him a nickname with an N at the end of it, So that it still fit together. I hate that. I know. (laughs) I hate it, too. It's terrible. They must have had some kind of weird conversation with Imagine Dragons about (laughs) names. That's bad. Yeah. It was... uh, Let's see. Lance's nickname was Lanston. No. Lanston. So there was still an N at the end. No. Stupid. Stupid. Anyways, go on. History.
1: Can we... I will let's let's all agree though that out of all of the members of all of these uh uh-huh. boy bands, that Joey Fatone's probably the best.
0: Uh oh do you mean like as a personality?
1: I mean in general. Like I'm here I am in 2021, year of the C Lab, thinking about who is the best boy band member ever. And I think it's probably Joy Fatone. He's the most fun.
0: I mean, I could probably argue that he. Well, I don't know. Justin Timberlake's mean, like, pretty fun. As uh, SNL stuff definitely gives me the impression he's. He's pretty too fun. big
1: though. He needs to calm down. You know, yeah, he's I a like man of the woods. I like my post boy band boys to be a little bit. Not quite so out there.
0: Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta really tone it down, Mary, my friend.
1: He was in Joey Fatone is, and I don't know if this is true. Mm-hmm. He's supposedly in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack the Clones.
0: What? I don't remember that. Oh My God! After I also it's, uh, supposedly he's in it. Speaking of the image thing, very quickly too, it is a shame, a downright shame. That there was a joke about Joey Fatone that he was the fat one. That was so, What yeah. kind of bullshit is that? That you would say that one of the members is the fat one? It's Look at his, his name. His name. You it's see? true. It's. A I fat know one. that. I'm just. It can play like, on words, but it's also mean. It and is mean. Yeah. He was really like comparatively speaking. <laughs> it's mean. He was. He was technically the fat one. He was technically the fat one. But yes. it's not yeah. that he was fat. And it's also just a mean thing to say. Yeah. Do you remember watching uh, the NSYNC IMAX movie, Caleb? I do. So we went to the Children's Museum years ago, a long time ago. And uh, we at were the to, at the height. It was yeah, towards, still within the height. Towards yeah. the height uh, uh, maybe, of. Maybe late like, tail end, but probably. I think it was it like because I don't think that Celebrity had come out at that point. I think it was 2001. Time. Okay. But we went uh, to the Children's Museum to. Educate ourselves it basically a field trip, yes. We're in school. we were there to learn and, about NSYNC. No, and then where were you at? what, what children's in here? Indianapolis? Okay, uh, and we went and we were said, well, we should watch an educational film, uh, to learn while we're on this field trip. And they played <laughs> NSYNC Pop Odyssey, I believe it was called, yeah, I think so. and it was an IMAX film about their tour. And, uh, I'll tell you what very educational we learned a lot it's the one thing i remember from that uh that visit so yes, it must have true. been the most educational for me really it had the most impact on my life if you think about it yeah you later created a podcast. we could have it's been, all thanks to InSync. we could have been doctors we could have been <laughs> but nope we were too busy Scientist. watching watching concerts of InSync. Yes. big
1: deal look where we are today
0: yeah we're stars uh, we're getting emails baby so i i didn't get to ask this question but i'll ask it and then we'll move Please. on to yeah. the next uh the next category uh probably what would you put justin timberlake over the backstreet boys yes, yes. so like popularity and then qu- quality mm, not quality popularity yes
1: okay. you wouldn't put justin timberlake quality? in terms of quality no over really you don't think future future what future... futuristic love sounds no. Yes. Is a better album than any Sync album?
0: No, no, no. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, oh, he's saying is Backstreet Justin Timberlake Boys. over Backstreet Boys. Oh, man. Yes, That's he, Justin Timberlake is over Sync, but in, uh, Justin Timberlake yeah. is not over he's Backstreet Boys. He's over Backstreet Boys. Sure. I don't yeah. know. Oh, in terms of quality, yeah, I, don't I don't
1: know. It's pretty cool. What's that?
0: Uh, he doesn't care about them at all. He's. I over. said he's over them like he doesn't care. Oh, he, he's, he's it's over. It's so funny how clerk. they were able to ride his coat ta- tails for so long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm sure that all of them call him, like, every couple of weeks, like, so, uh, about that reunion show, maybe? He's like, I got other stuff going on, guys. So, Tyler, you say, mm-hmm. uh, Justin over Backstreet, but Caleb says no. Backstreet I think
1: so. I think it's difficult, but I think, I think fu- futuristic, what's it called again?
0: Futuristic Love Sound. Uh, yes. No, no. What? Yeah. What am I saying? Future... Future sex love sounds. That's I that's forget, what I thought it was. I forgot yeah. about the sex. I
1: think that that album is do. probably. I used to when it when those songs came out, I was like, "This is bad. This is stupid." Oh yeah. But as time has gone on, and I can look back on pop music in a light that doesn't have to be so negative,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think that's a pretty good album. Sexy
0: actually. back is a great song. And then uh, what goes around comes around is a good song. What my love is that one was that on that album uh, where he's like beatboxing. Um, not on that. Was that album, unjustified? No. I think that was Unjustified. It was. You said what was the name of the com- song? Again? I thought it was called My Love, but I I don't think it is. Hold on, uh, I don't remember which one, but I know what you're talking about. Um, my thing is so like I don't think I can think of a song that is a Justin Timberlake song exclusively that is better than any Backstreet Boys song. Not oh. any, but I mean like they're, they're big know. songs. Like Sexy Back is a fine song but i don't i'm not particularly drawn to it Mm -hmm. uh cry me a river meh Eh. i do hate
1: cry me a river it's not
0: great rock your body i guess that's a good song uh i guess if anything he's the one with the song in perhaps the best film trolls oh can't stop Mm, that i hate that song yeah that song sucks pretty bad
1: i agree i think i think sexy back is probably I th- I honestly think it's probably better than any Backstreet Boys song. It's pretty good. It uh, doesn't hard and disagree. it doesn't feel honestly even right now it doesn't feel that dated to be honest with you. I just was listening to it and it doesn't feel that dated and it's 15 years old. I don't
0: think it's dated but I also think that like uh the songs in the same category from Backstreet cuz i'm not gonna, i'm not going to say like any of their like ballad based songs no. i kind of it's hard to base those off of justin timberlake cuz justin timberlake really wasn't about the ballads at that point no. he was more of the bigger you know pop sounds uh larger than life and everybody backstreet back yeah. better both of those songs better than sexy back for me mm. larger both than life is see the thing is is like when you say dated uh it makes it sound bad but uh like for well, certain it- backstreet boys songs like it sounds exactly like the time that it was made yeah, and it's right. like for yeah. the best and obviously yeah. influenced all of the, other, cause you know, we haven't even mentioned like O-Town, mm-hmm. 98 degrees. Yeah. There were so many other pop acts. Nobody cares about Nicholas No, yeah, I, ne- I listened to but... that and uh, 98 degrees and that, that's, that that's trash. I don't yeah. like 98 yeah, degrees. not very good. Yeah. People only liked them. Uh, I don't know why they liked them Cause I w- I was going to say because of like, uh, his relationship with, uh, uh,
1: Jessica Simpson. Jessica
0: Simpson, but that was already done by the time that "98 Degrees" was like basically gone. So, they only had they had that song "Give Me Just One Night," uh, and yeah, it's not like that good though. And they aren't very good. It's funny because we live. Nick Lachey is a Cincinnati guy, mm-hmm. and we yes, live around that area, and so sure. the appreciation of Nick Lachey probably elsewhere is non-existent. But because he's been able to just kind of stay. Uh, somewhat relevant within this area, uh, P- I still like think that people think that they care about him, but I don't think that the majority of the United States cares about him one bit. No, no. I love O-Town, like, though. I know you do. I love the song All or Nothing. It's a great song. I remember song. Uh, growing up watching TRL on television, and uh, when that song would come on the chart, I would be pumped. TRL had a big impact on yes. all of that happening, but we should go ahead Uh, So this isn't like the longest episode ever. Just talk about very briefly, um, I guess the modern end of boy bands, because obviously, you know, we're focusing more on kind of the early days of boy bands, but that would be to say that that just stopped happening, Mm -hmm. which it did not. It took a pretty good sizable decade break. uh, But one direction, Jonas Brothers, uh, five Seconds of Summer, all of them started to bring some of that back, and really, you can't argue that it wasn't as big. Mm-hmm. I think that you're right in the fact that they will never be able to touch them in sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But One Direction really no, probably not, is I wasn't potentially bigger than maybe Backstreet Boys or In Sync, like you know now, obviously sure. because of the relevancy and how you know the recency effect. Um, but they are on a pretty big level, and the thing that's impressive about One Direction is the fact that they did become so popular without all of the things that was going on, like with Backstreet Boys becoming popular because well, of Boys to uh, Men, and Boys Men becoming popular because uh, of New Kids, like all of that. There's not really a one like another boy band from you know the the late 2000s to the early 2010s that helped One Direction become something really really big in the same way. Well, I mean, you have like Jonas Brothers, but right, and they were big. The thing, they like, were big. So, uh, one thing I did want to talk about a little bit was like the like kid thing, where like you know, like you're you're appealing to to teen girls and such. Uh, yeah, yeah, very I'm much interested
1: so. in, in in touching that as well, Jared. Because I, <sighs> are you talking about in modern like today?
0: Just Always like, really, the way that it's yeah, like I mean, the even if, if you look from the very beginning, if we say the Beatles, like yeah. the Beatles, like there's an entire video of girls chasing them, you know what I mean? So like we're full circle at this point, right? uh, yeah, but anyway, so like the thing about here's I wanted to talk about Simon Cowell briefly because sure. he founded a lot of these boy groups, even into like the 2000s, he was in the UK, uh, he discovered many boy bands not none of them that which uh like like west life and things like that that hit the one direction plateau but one direction are interesting because they were just four guys that signed up to be on the voice right. or the x factor i believe there yeah uh and then they were like we say no to all of you single wise but if we put you together bring then the boy band life back successful and then it worked, and they became the biggest boy band of this generation. And right. it's just so wild. It is. That it was by basically complete accident. Right. And then, of course, now, you know, that's, that, that phase has not left at all because now BTS yes. in the K-pop realm Korea, is yes. doing the yeah. exact same type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And also- they're on really, you know, glow. if you look at it internationally, because yeah. yeah. you, you do not have to say... Well, maybe they're as big in the U.S., but internationally, they oh, really yeah. are on the same level yes, of, yes, as yes. many of these other groups. And they are worth also mentioning yeah. uh, because when you look at it, again, to circle back a little bit, you know, Backstreet Boys, In Sync, and a lot of other groups were not necessarily initially big in the U.S. A boy Band is not a just straight up U.S. thing, you know. Oh, and no. so with BTS being very popular as a K-pop group, it, it has the same um relevance as those other names
1: yeah i would i'd be hesitant to say that uh one direction was by accident even i mean the simon cow whether he was the person or not oh yes yeah, so knew there, what there they were doing yeah. i mean it's very yeah. intentional in fact it's more intentional than happening upon some people and this or that i mean sure
0: it's even more intentional an- than answering, Boy. answering an ad if you will well
1: Right. It's more yeah, exactly. It's more intentional than answering an ad. Like these right. he found these four people on a show and he said, I'm just gonna turn these four people into something huge.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, which is easy to do in, in a way if you have if you're like in the industry in the way that, that that he is or whoever did it is, you know what I mean? Sure. So but also I mean the the prominence of boy bands is uh it's weird because sure. in the mid-90s through the you know mid-aughts before like the resurgence of you know big pop because there was a period there was like a drought there before we get into one direction and some of the new people that were huge
0: S- certainly certainly yes. uh
1: it, it is really international it's weird take that is a huge i don't know if you guys have ever listened yeah. to them they're a huge yeah. uk based uh boy band that's for, just for like sure. the same stuff you a know, lot of, uh, I go. mean, a
0: lot of the electropop kind of elements that come out as well in some of these groups is more of like a UK-based sound mm-hmm. to a degree, and so a lot of the the '90s things that did start to take some of that is because it was very popular internationally. Well, this is obviously not a boy band, but it is the opposite. Mm-hmm. Is a group like the Spice Girls, right? That were like they're in the same conversation of the biggest of that kind of group certainly uh and there the are UK, dolls of course like another one that's okay. kind of like that yeah but spice uh, girls being the big one for sure yeah i mean like the like you can if you just look at these are girls and these are boys or whatever and you're like these sure. are two different yeah kinds of super or not super group but like group yes. that became really big like U- vocalists yeah like a uk they're mm-hmm. they're uk and then one mm-hmm. direction you know so it's mm-hmm. like i don't know it's interesting i think the only like like the a u.s group Who was a female, you know, centered US group that was a vocal based kind of pop group that had that same level is probably Destiny's Child. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they were obviously, you know, their music was different, but it is still in that same popularity realm. It is still based out of that pop stuff. I agree with this. You know, I think that they're also, you know, obviously we're not talking about, you know, this is about boy bands. uh, But But it's it's the same era in the same way that Britney Spears was in the same era making music that was in a similar vein who also was massively popular during the boy Mm -hmm. band you know uh, explosion
1: well it's all the same i mean just because it's not a like this this is turning into a larger discussion on pop in general of the Mm -hmm. era because the reality is 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 that the type of things that britney spears and to and christina aguilera and early pink
0: j-lo and
1: even avril yeah j-lo even like avril you know even though it's a different slightly different musical style you know, these people, everything that was happening in terms of the music of it, the delivery of it, and like the the supposed like addressing the youth, but also tongue in cheek sexual stuff yeah. is all present in the boy band world.
0: I think that you could argue that the boy band ro- world is kind of what made that happen to a degree. I think a lot of the popularity of groups like the Backstreet Boys is kind of what led to pop music going in that direction, becoming so popular because of how popular Backstreet Boys became. A lot of the pop music was trying to find a similar sound to it and not ride ride the coattails, but make something in that same kind of way that would become a mainstream success. Um, yeah, I got
1: that kind of ties into where I was coming at the beginning, which I'm glad we've come to it, because like for me, when I think about it and I listen to this stuff, like the boy band stuff in the in the mid to late 90s and and pushing in, that's like the, the basis, like the genesis for like the R&B, light hip hop sound to be the prominent sound in pop music from literally up until now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I agree with you there that it was because of the popularity of that, that that's where things came from even just in musically like the beat like beats of that i mean as we know in terms of 90s pop it was dramatic it was different things were a lot different you had certainly same
0: with 80s pop of course yeah pop music really started to, to shift in that time period yeah for sure
1: yeah and i think that was like when i really think about it it's like that shift the boy band shift was the last big shift in pop music
0: right until, I mean, and, until kind of, of course, if we, if we hit another shift. But, you know, will, yeah. it, will it be the shift that makes it go in some, like, really drastic direction? You know, kind of the way where, like, art pop is becoming a bit more popular right now. But I don't see it shifting all the other pop away. No.
1: Um, well, it's still just popular and it's in the realm of, like, people who enjoy music, like, good music to sure, an extent. Sure, The last you thing. Know, okay. uh, art pop is a music that I could listen to and I like it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like
0: It's the art part.
1: It's hard. That art so pop has existed for... Even Talking Heads were art pop sure, to an extent, sure. you know.
0: But I do think that that begs what would be my final question that, unless somebody else has other thoughts, is uh, kind of this reality that a lot of the boy bands, not all of them, but a lot of them, wanted to get away from the term boy band because there really was something dirty about the name in, like, the critical realm And, uh, you know, in the mainstream realm outside of kind of the younger audiences or the really big portion of the mainstream, uh, you know, being a boy band in many respects is not necessarily a well-respected title. I think a lot of people will look at it and say, oh, boy bands are awful, just as a big umbrella statement. So do you think that that boy band title has started to lose the negative connotations that were there kind of in the late 90s to the early 2000s? Or do you think that when people say boy bands, they think of it and say, oh, gross. I don't want to listen to boy bands. That's for kids.
1: I, I don't think it's honestly dramatically different. Like, Because the reality of it is the negative aspect of it from the late 90s into the 2000s is when you say boy band, it makes you feel like it's manufactured, which it was. Right. It makes you feel like... Uh, it's for the purpose of of like sellability and not the purpose of like art or expression, which it was. Right. When you say that thing, when you like say that today, it still describes what those bands
0: are. Right.
1: And like, I mean, you none- can even that- say that it,
0: it that didn't go away because, in all respects, One Direction was manufactured. They were a group yeah. that was manufactured together mm-hmm. to be a right. group that would sell together.
1: Right yeah and it's but um and the artists are fighting the same like the stigma that comes along with it is the exact same so i think like the boy band title was really like more negative for two reasons one to the artists themselves because Mm -hmm. it it promotes this manufacturer thing it promotes that they don't they're not they don't have artistic integrity type of situation which all of them attempted to escape at some point i mean yeah even uh even air even uh uh, nick Nick carter attempt to, to do yeah, a solo career that yep. just failed. Right. You know, so couldn't never also, reach the
0: heights of his brother Aaron.
1: No, oh, by Nick no Nick Carter but, never
0: beat Shaq. He did not, he couldn't have but, the same party.
1: But yeah. also, um like then it became negative to um because it like the other negativity in terms of pop culture is just because that style of music fell out of favor. Sure. You know, so I don't I don't think that it's like I don't think it was ever like negatives and like this is like garbage. It's unlistenable. It's just like, yeah, that's not what's popular now. And then within the world, it's like, yeah, I don't want to be a boy band because it means it's manufactured and for the and I don't have any artistic integrity. Yeah. So and even even circle back say sorry.
0: sorry. Even though people
1: were like, if people call One Direction a boy band, I don't think it keeps like the main consumers, the big pop people who like listen to and enjoy big pop music from listening because I don't think it carries a negative connotation in the general world it just does for like individuals who are like that music's not popular or uh people who are in it because it means you have no avenue for expression
0: right and i do think to circle back all the way to the very beginning of what we started talking about i think that new kids on the block had a big impact on those negative connotations because maybe we wouldn't have really thought of it as the same manufactured kind of mentality Had it not been for people realizing like, oh, this is being like, this is like a lip sync kind of thing. This is not really them performing. This is just a couple guys dancing and we're paying to see it. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I think that that definitely tainted the idea of boy bands from the beginning. Because really, again, like I said at the beginning, boy band as a, uh, uh, a term wasn't really popularized until around those early 90s period of time. And so it already came with the negative connotation of, Oh, you mean like new kids on the block, those guys who lip sync.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I think that is all sensible. Yeah. So One last thing that I have, I guess is like, please, and this is, this can be the last thing, last thing, unless someone else has something else and we can see where it goes or whatever is the, they like the nostalgia factor. It was so big. At the like the turn of the century is a big time. It mm-hmm. still like stands out as like something that was for some reason seems much larger than it should be.
0: Larger than life, you may say. Damn, I may say so. I was coming and in they, for it.
1: <laughs> we had two big releases at that time, and it is like Jared mentioned. It's clearly nostalgic to like that period for sure. And it has driven, like it drove Backstreet Boys reunions. Yeah, and therefore their the albums they sold. I mean, yeah, they Instant were. Right. I mean, they were basically like. like
0: The Backstreet Boys were basically dead in the water in terms of popularity in like 2005. Sure, and then they came back again and did another album in 12, and that really people didn't care that much. No, but the thing is now, like they, just a few years ago, they were playing uh, arenas again. Right, and I'm not they weren't selling out, but they wouldn't have been in an arena that same way. They did a tour. uh, It's, (laughs) I'll try and do this right, please. Nk. (laughs) O-T-B-B-S-B. <laughs> like, yeah. They New Kids on the a, N- Backstreet
1: Boys. N-K-O-T-B-S-B.
0: Yeah. It's a, a super group is what they called it, but it's really just... New Kids on the Backstreet They went on a tour together. They released a compilation album where they released one song they both were on and then a remix. Uh, and then they sold... They went on tour... Uh, to Backstreet Boys and New Kids, yeah. Uh, and they, I mean, they played big arenas and did all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Uh, so I mean, that nostalgia factor, like Tyler was saying, is definitely, um, there, and like it'd be that same way if they tour again. And I think that if you if you frame it around, so let's look at what is absolutely modern, twenty twenty one, to exhibit. The like exhibit A, it's nostalgia and not necessarily that continue to transcend. One of the most popular things right now is TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok is all about dancing and like, you know, reperforming um, you know, pop music or popular music just in general, not yes. even just pop music. Um, and I have never seen a TikTok that is dancing to a Backstreet Boys song or an NSYNC song, as to say that the thing that would you would think would be tailored to a tiktok doing those songs doing those dances that were manufactured for the songs i've never seen they would rather make well you're not on tiktok what i'm saying is is i i I don't think that that's a thing that like made them popular again like oh hey you know what'd be fun to do is to do these nostalgic songs Uh because the people on tiktok aren't nostalgic for that music Mm -hmm. they don't care about that music so it's not as Mm -hmm. though you see you know, bye, 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 or larger than life or whatever it might be being performed on like a TikTok, because the people who are on TikTok do not care about that music. I do. I had a thought that the uh, very brief, I was thinking about this week is, uh, NSYNC, uh, how they're memed. Yeah. <laughs> like that's one way that, they are able to stay in relevance right is every year yeah oh well i don't it's know gonna, so it's april yeah. right now so what is it gonna be next it's month? it's gonna be may yeah it's gonna be may <laughs> next month it's gonna be may it's
1: kind of nice that they'll live on in meme culture at least i know and Amen. then like
0: bye 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 i'll be like i mean that's just like a thing that people do all yeah. the time right like, that's
1: kind of my, that's kind of what he's getting at though and i agree with it that's like so there's a there's a point where the nostalgia is like fueling the the resurgence and like continued popularity of music which i think is what happens here yeah and there's a point where like uh the meme culture or some type of other cultural reference will like hit on something and then young people will be like what is this i'm gonna be may thing and they'll listen to it and then they'll be like this is this this is where it's at right here and then it'll be fueled by like legitimate enjoyment of older music which i don't think is what's really happening as much i think that it's more a nostalgia based like people like us who are like we gonna go see Backstreet Boys you know what I mean right but I don't think that they have like I don't think that the mu- it just died it ra- rose and died so suddenly
0: right mm-hmm.
1: without I, like yeah. lasting without like any real lasting qualities no. that it's just hard for me to believe that forever in perpetuity over the course of like history where people have access to Backstreet Boys people will be like Oh damn, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like
1: I, I just don't think it's gonna happen. It's I, not like I, yeah. like the Beatles that happens. like yeah, we like sure. the Beatles, they're good. But I we mean, don't go back on the same, same way thing. as their
0: early music when they were kind of a quote unquote boy band. We go back on when they started to transition into different types of music because that's the kind of music that can transcend, not necessarily this type of music. And I will also say on the topic of memes, a perfect example of that in a modern time, uh, and you wouldn't think I'd be able to bring it into this episode, but damn it, I sure am. Shrek, Shrek is a movie that came out in the early 2000s, yes. and it is still grossly popular, yes. and it's all because of memes. Yes, but it's not like, like, of course, like you uh, know, if you're about to disparage this film, I, what we'll I'm saying is, is you. like a 16 year old will uh-huh. know Shrek memes, but they might have never even seen the movie. I love yeah. how uh, this is getting off topic a bit, but. the conversation has layers smash mouth has been able to yeah like ride the coattails of shrek 20 years later that they still have any kind of relevance whatsoever and it's the same thing is that like that music wasn't necessarily great but it's been memeified in the same way like an what are you talking
1: about that (laughs) is a good movie
0: yeah he was talking about it it the other day it is
1: because of smash mouth it's smash mouth all the way
0: Somebody, I don't know if it was you or somebody else. Somebody was talking about how the animation wasn't very good, and I say to hell with you if you say that. I, agree. I didn't say that. Yeah, and, what's wrong with you? And uh, the the somebody was saying when we at the, uh, what was the most for? Oh, Easter. Somebody was talking about how uh, it wasn't really that funny. Of that a movie. was me. And it, it you are a son of a gun. It's, how dare it's you? It's nostalgic say that. comments. They're actually like I wouldn't go back and watch Shrek and crack up. I would say, oh yeah, I know that line because of memes. Like. Mm. I don't Tyler, know do that I think? ever thought it was hilarious, like to begin with. I think we just watched it a lot. Some of you, some of you may die. I love that that's back, Lord Farquaad. I know what a weird thing due to the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it would be that. He's the face of COVID, <laughs> and that is a uh, what is it? That is a uh, risk I'm willing to take, or something. Yes, I don't remember the yes, exact line, yes. but. Um, sacrifice that is a sacrifice yeah. i'm willing to make there's so many more things we like could have talked about like we could i could dissect like so many backstreet boy songs oh yeah and it'd be so much fun yeah uh but unfortunately we did do an episode of Good Band, Bad Band where we did Backstreet Boys. Well, who were they against? Backstreet Boys? That, men. No, that was Nickel Backstreet Boys. Yeah, uh, Nickel Backstreet Boy Boys. Yeah, yeah. Nickel Backstreet Boys. Oh, the thing about that episode. Go back to that episode. Well, I was going to say, that's one of our earliest episodes, yeah. and so like the quality dip is definitely there. Yes. But uh, I think that Good Band, Bad Band episodes still hold up fairly well, even uh, though we obviously yeah, have found you're our- nostalgia our, for them. Of course I have. Of course, I do. yeah, because I don't remember. Just, I don't uh, remember back in the time. early 2019 era, he's I don't, he's don't remember just
1: remembering back to that time where uh, good man, bad man episodes got 30 listeners, as they still do, yeah, and record round table episodes got like 12 listeners,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I just you know how how you remind me, yeah, of these things, so. yeah. I don't Thanks. remember what we talked about on that episode, so I don't think we really regurgitated that much. Uh, I doubt but, it. I don't know. I could have listened, but I didn't. So, but yeah, it was uh, this was pretty fun. I like this wide uh, conversation piece rather than a specific group. So, we should do it again, maybe sometime. I would be down to do this again. I and think if that- you want to hear it again, uh, tell us, send us an email or send us uh, something on Facebook. We're on Facebook, uh, we also are on Twitter. And we have a website and all these things. So tell us how you feel about this episode and what you would like to hear and such. Yeah. And uh, let us selling. know if there's another kind of weird era of things that you'd like to see us kind yeah. of talk about in this kind of Broadway. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Ooh, Broadway. Broadway. Broadway.
1: <laughs> the the again? Broadway
0: musical Wizard of Ozzy. I, I had one very... Uh, the did do you remember in Larger Than Life? Yeah, go ahead. There's a guitar solo at like two minutes twenty five seconds. I always forget that. It's such a weird. It thing. is that guy rips. He ripped it. Who was it though? <laughs> I looked it up. It was I don't remember the guy's name, but it was a, a foreign fellow. I can't remember Holm or something like that. I'm not sure. But I was like i looked, I couldn't. I, I was listening to that song and I was like, this is a great guitar solo. I love that. And then, then had I had such a it. nice transition out, and you were like, I'm I got sorry. one more thing well, to say. Well, I want to no, play guitar good. solo, uh, baby. 225, Larger Than Life. But somebody Googled <laughs> it. I looked on Google and like Yahoo Answers, and somebody said, who played the guitar solo in Larger yeah. Than Life? Yeah. Uh, but I guess on their greatest hits, they credited who the guitarist was. Thank God. Uh, so now we can listen but that's right you know
1: and when he when he's playing the solo it almost sounds like a like and just not quite their new santana song.
0: oh (laughs) let's let's just play the solo let's do it now we're 225 here we thought we were done but let's do it now great i feel like it's yeah. on the it's in the same kind of world as like michael jackson having guitar solos in his music you're like i like this but how did this happen Dude, it would be amazing if know. eddie van halen yeah. did that solo too
1: it's a big solo here's the deal here's how I, he you just know loves it's coming
0: can... in and doing those <laughs> pop hits out of nowhere
1: yeah it's uh it's a big solo because when you google it you get videos on youtube on how to play it on guitar you no. can find picture on how to play the solo. People want it. People yep. want it
0: bad. What a weird <laughs> way to end this episode. I love it. I had a note and I wanted to break it up. You got it in. <laughs> I got it the very last second. Yeah. Yep. Right at the end. Right at the end. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we talked about boy bands. Hey, hey. <sighs> Check us out on our website recordroundtable.com where you can find all of our things that I don't have to mention all at the same time. Next week we're gonna be covering the roots. Thanks for listening in. Goodbye. Right. Hey, baby, you. Bye bye. Oh no, not yet. Damn it. (laughs)